Biologic is Biological Medicine's Digital Roundtable, brought to you by the doctors at Biologic Center for Optimum Health. Join us as we discuss the intrinsic logic of the body, as well as practical steps you can take to see and feel a real difference in your own. All right, I guess we'll get started. Welcome everybody to our lunch lecture. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm one of the other doctors, Dr. Farney. And I'm gonna be talking about a subject that I think is super important and that almost everybody in here probably has and most people with chronic illness has, and that is brain fog. It is definitely a component of chronic illness and it's probably one of the more frustrating components of it that people suffer from not being able to have your memory, not being able to have your uh, thoughts, not being able to have connected thoughts. And um, it's, it's just a really debilitating thing in some, th in, in some cases. I want to introduce you to a quote here. There's a great book by Dr. Datis Karazian uh, called, uh, Why Isn't My Brain Working? So you are your brain. The health of the brain dictates everything about you how you perceive events in life, your personality, how much you enjoy life, how you react to everyday occurrences, your emotional health, and so on. These are all determined by the health and function of your brain. So you can see it's a pretty important thing. It's probably one of the most important organs in our body. And in fact, as it relates to chronic illness, this is a component that we must address if we're gonna have success with chronic illness. Unlike other conditions, when you have brain inflammation, you don't feel it. Your brain doesn't feel pain. But what it does come across is as, as brain fog or brain dysfunction. And so um, it's gonna interrupt the normal processes of the brain. So this cognition that you have to deal with, the functions that you need to use for driving and for learning and planning, these all become interrupted. The ability to finish your thought or even be able to uh, remember what you were going in the next room for. This all becomes a, an important component of this. So it feels different for everybody. Uh, each person experiences it in a different way. And some may have some or all of these, and this isn't even a complete list, but you'll see debilitating mental fatigue. That's what I found when I had it, is that you just have this tired brain. It doesn't, doesn't want to function like it's supposed to. But you'll see things like an inability to think clearly, concentrate, you might have trouble multitasking where you were able to do it before without a problem, not able to link thoughts to words or easily distracted. Did somebody say something? Okay. Uh, not able to finish a thought. I was going to tell you this one thing. All right. But anyway, you got it. So very maddening if, you are, if you're trying to remember things uh, for a patient's case. So I've experienced a lot of this myself and, and I've been able to treat myself for it and, and the doctors here have been able to help me as well. But this is a big part of the disability that people experience when they have chronic illness. Now there are many conditions associated with this that may be caused uh, or linked as a cause for the condition itself. But for sure, reduced cerebral blood flow is one of them. Uh, if we're not getting the oxygen to our brain that we need to, because of either maybe a cardiovascular problem or because you have anemia or something like that, you're not gonna have that good stuff coming into the brain like we need to. Autism spectrum disorder, this has been found a lot with recently, and this is one of the, the frustrating parts of that disorder. 
things like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, that myalgic encephalitis, mast cell and histamine, mast cell activation and histamine is another one that this is a big component of, especially if the mast cells are activated in the brain or the microglia are, are activated as well. Getting the immune system involved makes it very difficult. And so when we're trying to treat these cases, we have to address this issue as well. For sure, neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, this is a component of those diseases. Now, what we don't know is the neural inflammation that they're dealing with causing the Alzheimer's? Is it causing the Parkinson's? We don't know. There's still obviously lots of research being done. But we do know there, there has been a book written on the end of Alzheimer's, and part of the treatment approach for that is to deal with neuroinflammation. So to me, um, I can deal with pain, I can deal with a lot of things, but I don't want to lose my mind. Just, just take me out if my mind's gone because I don't, I don't want to be here, right? So I, that to me is the, the most important. So a lot of connections there. And then we, we touched on this already, microglial activation. These are, and we'll, we'll get into more detail here in a second, these are the glue uh, of the brain. And they're also involved with the or lymphatic and also the immune system. Another big one is celiac disorders or celiac disease and, and gluten sensitivity. This plays a big role in gut inflammation, which then leads to neural inflammation. We'll talk about that. And then any chronic inflammation. In fact, one author that I read, uh, Dave Asprey, he talks about if you have inflammation anywhere in your body, most likely your brain has not been working for some time. You've, you've had weakness in your brain. So think about that. If you've got a chronic knee problem or a chronic shoulder problem, your brain is not as sharp as it used to be. And it's partly because your body's dealing with all this inflammation. The good thing is we're going to be able to give strategies to help with these things. So there are really four main factors as it relates to brain fog or brain inflammation. Uh, and there are other, several other minor factors we'll discuss as well. So we need to have healthy nutrition for our brain. We need to control our stress. We need to have healthy blood sugar levels. Those play a big role in this problem. And then we need to control our brain inflammation. Some of the other factors we'll touch on as well, mitochondrial dysfunction. These are a big piece of the puzzle. If you have dysfunctional mitochondria, which we see in chronic illness all the time, you're gonna have a hard time with brain functioning. Oxygen de deprivation, not getting enough oxygen to the brain. This again goes back to cerebral blood flow. It goes to also anemia and some other things we'll touch on. The brain gut access, this is a big piece of the puzzle. In fact, I think one of the biggest ways you can solve this problem, if you wanna to try to solve this on your own, is to start working on leaky gut. And we'll talk about that. Hormone imbalances play a big role. In fact, uh, we'll touch on testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, how those play a role in that. And then inflammation in the body. We have to address the inflammation. Most people with chronic illness also have poor, liver, uh, poor detox systems. And if you don't address the ability to uh, get those toxins out of your body, you're not gonna have success in this. And then finally, lack of neurotransmitters, which uh, dopamine and serotonin, they play a role in our focus. In fact, dopamine is really important for helping us to focus, helping us to make memories, and then helping with inflammation. So what does the brain need? The brain basically needs three things. It needs oxygen, glucose, and stimulation. And uh, 
if you don't have those, you're not going to have a healthy brain. So how do, we, how do we focus on the oxygen component? Well, we know that oxygen is brought in through breathing and also through some conversion in the body. But there are several things that will reduce oxygen flow. Uh, we touched on a little bit that cerebral blood flow, especially involved with cardiovascular disease. If you're having congestive heart failure or if you're having um, excess inflammation in the vessels, you're going to have a hard time getting that blood flow to the brain. These are the things that lead to strokes as well. So we need to control that. We need to control blood pressure. And obviously getting at the core of that, which in my opinion is not a deficiency in medications, it's more of a diet problem and it's more of an exercise problem and there's some genetics involved as well. But uh, these things can be controlled with lifestyle um, and even, even advanced cases of these. The next big component of this is oxidative stress. This comes in the form of free radicals that happen from the environment that we live in. We have toxic exposure, we have EMF exposure, we have poor diet that we're, we're eating. These are all contributing to lots and lots of free radicals which create damage, create inflammation throughout our body and also in our brain. So if we don't control that, uh, and we're gonna give you some strategies for that, you're gonna have trouble. You're gonna have trouble getting rid of the brain fog. Anemia is another one. Many people suffer from low iron or improper utilization of iron. So it's important that we, <clears throat> that we deal with that and support the body and uh, how it uses iron. Methylation, you may have heard of that as well. This is where our body takes a methyl group and donates it to one compound so that it can convert it to another compound. These are important as well. Some people have genetic SNPs that prevent their body's ability to methylate properly. So in, in the case of maybe dopamine or serotonin, if you don't have the right uh, substances that you need in there, you're not going to transition that to the, the, the next proper step. So with serotonin, we know that that eventually makes melatonin. And so if you can't convert that through proper methylation, then you're gonna have trouble being able to sleep. Melatonin is gonna be involved with that. But melatonin is also a really important antioxidant. So if we can't make enough melatonin at night, we're not gonna be able to deal with this oxidative stress as well. These are all kind of linking together. Stress is probably one of the biggest things that will decrease flow as well. If we don't control our cortisol, we don't control our stress, we're gonna have a hard time dealing with this. So the second component here is, is glucose and how we manage glucose. Now there are two big conditions that are involved with glucose that will cause problems for people, either hypoglycemia or insulin resistance. Hypoglycemia, we'll talk a little bit more here in a second, is where your blood sugar is too low. This is often associated with low cortisol. If you've burned through all of your cortisol in your body, this can all, also create a crash in your glucose system not being able to manage that properly. And then you have insulin resistance, which is where you have excess glucose because your body's not dealing with it properly. You have cortisol that's being pumped out because of stress. This will, will rise, cause your glucose to rise and your insulin will continue to be produced until the point where the body no longer understands it or, or recognizes it. This is where it becomes resistive and it doesn't allow it to do its job, which is essentially to take it into the cell and burn it up for fuel. So these insulin and glucose problems can alter neurotransmitter functions, 
and I'll alter moods, of course. And thirdly, the brain needs stimulation. It needs things to do. And there's, there's a thing called plasticity that is where we, we have ongoing learning and ongoing input. Fortunately now, they, we have this ability to change. We have this ability to grow in our brain. It used to be 20, 30 years ago, they thought you're born with a certain number of neurons, and once that's done, once those are fried from all the drugs and, and alcohol that you use, it's over, right? Well, we know that's not true, right? And the, this is very fortunate for people with PTSD, people that have been through traumas. We can retrain the brain and we can build new neurons and we can change this process. So you have situations where you have positive neuroplasticity, where you're learning a new skill uh, and you're learning something good and this is changing the brain for good. And then unfortunately you also have negative plasticity. This is where we've had traumas, uh, PTSD from even being chronically ill for years and years, that's PTSD. This changes the brain and its ability to adapt. And this is where our brain starts to work against us. And if we don't address this issue, we're gonna have a hard time getting over illnesses. There's a study they did on the Gupta program where they, um, they were able to test before and after. They did urine tests and they looked at all the mycotoxins in the urine. And then they did this program for six or seven weeks. After that, they measured the urine mycotoxins again. They saw a significant reduction. Now, mind you, they weren't doing clear mind. They weren't doing all the wonderful things we do here at Biologic Center. They were just doing this program where they're doing, where they're doing these exercises to help retrain the brain. And just by doing that, it opened up that detox pathway and allowed them to detox mold, all right? And so that's an important component we've got to understand. We've got to address this issue. And so when your doctor recommends that you do Gupta or, or DNRS or some other type of neurofeedback, don't underestimate the, the power of that, okay? So speaking of stress and speaking of cortisol, this is probably one of the worst things that, that uh, can affect you is, is stress. And I know none of you guys in here have any, but I know I've got some because I've got kids. But um, stress is going to create an excess of cortisol. And that's okay, we're supposed to have that when we're under stress. But we were never meant to be under continuous ongoing stress and that's partly because the brain can't distinguish between real and virtual. And so we wanna make sure that we're managing this and part of that's gonna be through this neural feedback we talk about. But stress will activate the immune system, releasing a cytokine known as interleukin-6. Now the interesting thing is the midbrain where the amygdala is, the hippocampus, the fight-flight center, that's rich with interleukin-6 receptors. And when this gets activated, all these things start to attach and you start having this inflammation happening and you have this ongoing, almost a continuous uh, problem. Throw into that mix even more stress, more cortisol, which eventually leads to insulin resistance and hormone imbalance, and then you've got several causes for brain inflammation. And it's no wonder that you can't unravel this. And this is also why you need a place like this often, especially when this has been going on for some time, to really unpack this, because it's not just hormones, it's not just PTSD, it's not just insulin resistance, it's not just inflammation, it's probably all of them that are contributing to this problem. And this is why it's probably one of the last things to go away when you are going through a, a, a series of treatments like this. 
So let's touch a little bit more on blood sugar imbalances. We talked about hypoglycemia. Now this can come from several sources. It can come from genetics, but it also can come from chronic illness and that continuous production of cortisol. And then it can, um, it's usually what these people experience is they'll feel really irritable and fatigued in between meals. It also often will be relieved by meals. These people, until we can fix this hypoglycemia, need to be eating about every two hours a good protein snack, not carbohydrates, and you don't wanna be eating carbohydrates by themselves. So you wanna have a good protein snack every couple of hours, and that should keep that blood sugar level until we can fix the problem. Now the opposite is the insulin resistance. This to me is more environmentally uh, brought on, meaning our diet, which the standard American diet, as you know, is sad, and uh, it is terrible, and anything in the middle 90% of the aisles in the grocery store is a place where you wanna avoid, right? It's all processed food. So shop on the outside, right? You got the, the veggies and fruit over here, you go back to the back, there's the, the meats, and then over on here is the eggs and a little bit of cheeses, and then you're good to go, just leave. Maybe, maybe uh, some laundry detergent or something. But uh, you want to you avoid those middle aisles, and you want to avoid processed foods. Now, um, I'm not completely against processed foods. Occasionally, we have problems. We, we, we run out of time. We need something. But it should be a smaller portion of your diet, not the staple of your diet. So keep that in mind. We want to try to eat as much organic food. We want to eat grass-fed beef. And we also want to eat pasture-raised. You really have to pay attention. Like, there's a lot of manipulation going on at the store. You go to the eggs and you're like, all right, uh, pasture, cage, cage free, pasture. these guys have been out for five minutes, they're cage free. You know, so you, you look for pasture rays. So you want them eating the bugs basically, you want each, the chickens eating. And if you've ever seen chickens nowadays compared to old days, the chickens were like this in the old days, now they're like this. Okay, that's, that's not normal, right? They're pumped full with hormones, they're pumped full with antibiotics, they're pumped full with all kinds of corn, and they're, they're feeding them crap. So, now, I know that this gets to be expensive, and you have to make choices. You can't just buy everything organic and buy everything grass-fed, but you make a few choices. And if you continue to substitute out those bad things out of your diet and substitute good things in, eventually you're going you're gonna to have a better yield, you're going to have better production, you're gonna make more money because you're gonna actually be able to think and work harder, okay? So, got off on a tangent. All right, now brain inflammation. There are several factors involved with this. What are, what are some of the things that are creating this problem? Well, body inflammation we touched on a little bit. This is a big one. If we are dealing with body inflammation, whether it be chronic joint pain, you know, chronic nerve pain, there's a problem in our brain, we just don't even realize it because we've been trained since birth that if I have no symptoms, I'm healthy, right? But if I have symptoms, I'm sick. Well, that's not necessarily true. You probably have had brain deterioration and I don't know about you, but I wanna have a sharp brain. I wanna be able to remember things. I wanna be able to do the things, everything I wanna do, right? So my goal eventually is to be able to travel and do all these things um, once my kids are completely grown and uh, not borrow any money. So anyway, um, so I wanna be able to travel and I wanna have my mind really sharp. And so I'm, I'm doing everything I can to help that. But we have to control the body inflammation. So here's the interesting thing. Omega-3s are really good for dealing with inflammation. 
they usually have a, a balance of two to one of EPA to DHEA. Now, if you want to have really good help, I dare you to eat sardines. Now, the, I ate for sardines for the first time a couple weeks ago because I've been on a carnivore diet, and I was super surprised, super surprised how good it was. I, I thought maybe the heads were still on there. Nope, they're not on there. But that has a ratio of two to one DHEA to EPA, which is really good for the brain. The brain needs DHA. So we have to control that inflammation. That's a good way to do it. Again, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I think those cost about 78 cents for the can. So um, excessive alcohol consumption. I tried not to put this in, but it's just, it's just there. Oh, one more thing about uh, the body inflammation. A lot of times bacterial infections are creating this inflammation. So we have to address that if we're going to have success addressing the, the brain inflammation. But excessive alcohol consumption, uh, this can cause a problem with reaction, reactive oxygen species, which are those free radicals we talked about. But it also will cause an excess of acetaldehyde, which will put a lot of stress on your liver. So you want to keep this at a minimum, right? So maybe only drink a couple of uh, nights a week and maybe you only have one to two drinks. Um, so keep that in mind. And then activated microglia cells. These are the glue of the brain. They are connected with the immune system. When these become activated, they're going to really dampen down your brain. It's going to create a lot of inflammation. So the good thing about this is those can be reduced by flavonoids. We have a product called Neuroflam, and you probably can get that elsewhere as well. But uh, this has the seven main bioflavonoids that will really knock this down. So I take that myself. Leaky gut is probably by far the, the most important thing we've got to address, and uh, a lot of that's coming from excess zonulin. This zonulin is there when you have excess histamine. So if you are not controlling histamine or if you're having reactions to foods, you have this constant gut inflammation, which creates this leaky gut. So understand that the digestive tube inside of us is still considered outside us. So it kind of looks like this, and there's no really perceivable holes. There are small holes, like you can see in between my hands, that when that food is fully digested, like it's supposed to through the digestive tract, it gets through and there's no problem. What you have to understand on the other side is us. This is the inside of us. It's completely lined with the immune cells and the immune fighters. They're basically got their guns aimed, ready for any new thing that comes in. Well, when you have zonulin, it opens these gates or opens the gaps and it allows for larger particles to get through there that are not fully digested. And this creates a problem because the immune, says, immune system says that's a bad guy. We've got to attack that. Well, that, if that happens to be gladden or gluten, that's going to be a problem because a lot of times the gluten is very close to the hormone thyroid. It will often attach itself to the thyroid and the receptors in the thyroid. And the body's like, yeah, we're killing this guy. This guy's bad. And then, oh, we see it over here on the thyroid. Let's go ahead and kill that. And it just starts destroying the thyroid or any other joint tissue that it attaches itself. Then you have this autoimmune problem kicking in. So we have to calm the inflammation down, calm the zonulin down, calm the histamine down, close the leaky gut, and then allow that to heal. Because otherwise, long-term uh, leakage is going to create brain leakage. And if you have leakage in the blood-brain barrier, that's a big problem. You're going to get toxins, bacteria, all kinds of inflammation in the brain that you, you've got to shut that down. So a few other ones here are yeast, fungus, bacterial overgrowth. They do contribute to this, especially Borrelia likes to get in the Lyme. You've heard of neuroborreliosis. 
the Bartonella and Babesia that are going through the blood, they like to inflame the brain as well. So we have to address those. Fungus have to be addressed. Many people have fungal infections in their, their sinuses that have been there for years because they grew up in a moldy house and they just don't know it. They just have this chronic sinus infection. You treat that, it, it not only takes away the, the sinus pressure, but it takes away the brain fog because there, there were mycotoxins and problems there. So recently they've seen a lot of connections between COVID and brain fog. So those long haulers, unfortunately, they're dealing with COVID and some of the side effects there, we've got to help address those. And of course, as diabetes and insulin resistance, is, diabetes is just a major, major type of insulin resistance. If you can't control your blood sugar, you're not going to be able to control your brain inflammation. Lastly, there's the homocysteine problems and poor, poor methylation. Homocysteine is involved with detox. It's involved with reducing inflammation. And if you don't control that through proper methylation, you're going to have a problem. So some of the other factors that are also probably just as important, the one in particular that I really want to zero in on is mitochondria. And that is this, this guy right here. Looks like a little cigar. This is where the Krebs cycle is happening. This is where energy production is happening. If you don't have healthy mitochondria, you don't have healthy energy. If you don't have healthy energy, you're not going to get well. Basically, the mitochondria and energy is what we need. It's the currency our body needs in order to heal. So this is one of the biggest pushes we make here is to help get healthy mitochondria. So if we can't, we can't solve that problem, you're going to have a hard time getting rid of your your illness. And to me, my, my opinion of the body, and you may have a different philosophy, is that the body was built and designed to be able to uh, in, be involved in this environment and sustain itself without a lot of help, without our help, without a lot of nutrition. But something has happened to derail the body and cause you to be here. And so we're helping you to get back, but ultimately I'm trying to work myself out of a job so that you don't need me and you're going back to living your life like you're supposed to live. And that's not spending 24 hours a day on the internet looking at what's wrong with me, right? So we wanna, we wanna address mitochondria. Another cool uh, component is the type of bacteria in your gut. There are certain populations of bacteria that need to be there if you're gonna avoid leaky gut and also if you're gonna have uh, good inflammation or, or, or low inflammation. They did these studies on mice, which are really fascinating. They, did, they, they compared obese mice versus uh, thin mice. And they found that the thin mice had fewer Firmicutes bacteria and more Bacteroidetes. Yes, I said it. But anyway, Bacteroidetes um, population. Now, this is interesting because the, the higher Bacteroidetes you have, the better your mitochondria are going to function. The other cool study they did is they took the uh, microflora from the thin mice and planted it into the, the obese mice and vice versa, put the, the uh, microflora from the obese mice back into the thin mice, and guess what happened? The thin mice became fat and the fat mice became thin. Now if it can do that, and it can also, they also did a personality study, they, they found those mice that were socially kind of withdrawn and not active and engaged and those that were really aggressive, they switched their microbiome. And again, it just switched them. So the gut is playing a huge role in most of our health. And we've got to make sure that we're taking steps to, to help with that. So I could go on and on about that. I'll probably even do another lecture on that. But polyphenols are another important component. And yes, there are, there are polyphenols in coffee and chocolate. 
But more importantly, they're also in blueberries and your, your dark colored, your, your red apples. These are important for building those right type of bacteria, the bacteriodetes. They will also help you to build butyrate, which is considered the go to the gut by Dr. Jameson. You might check that lecture out. That's a good one as well. But the butyrate is what helps you to reduce or dampen the brain inflammation. So we have to have healthy butyrate. Now, I like to get butyrate from my Bulletproof coffee. So I'll have me some grass-fed butter, and I'll have some caprylic acid, blend it together with my, my coffee. Voila, it's a really tasty uh, drink of coffee, and then my brain is way turned on. Had some this morning, obviously, because I'm still going. It's okay. So uh, insulin resistance, we, we've touched on this already. This is going to cause brain inflammation, no doubt about it. So if you don't control your insulin resistance, you're going to have a hard time getting rid of that. As we touched on a little bit, butyrate production is, is important for helping you to have healthy nerve transmission. You have to have healthy nerve function if you're going to rebuild neurons as well. Poor detox and uh, poor liver function is also a big one as well. Most people with chronic illness, unfortunately, they have blocked detox pathways. They're usually constipated. They, they can't process through. In fact, even mold plays a role in not getting rid of or, or blocking the pathways to get rid of itself. And so it's always a problem with chronic illness. And that's part of the strategy of what we do here is try to help with detox. And then neurotransmitters play a big role. When you have leaky gut, you're not gonna be producing your neurotransmitters. Most of our neurotransmitters are built in the gut. Dopamine, serotonin. Serotonin is gonna help you feel good, be happy, and not be depressed. Dopamine is gonna help you focus. It's also your motivation. So if you are lacking motivation, probably a little bit on, uh, low on dopamine. And it may be, again, because of the inflammation in the gut. So how do we support this? And before we get started on all these solutions, and these are all things you can do, I want you to know that the cool thing about this is we do all of this. Every single one of the recommendations I'm gonna give you, we do it all here. And that's the beauty of coming here for two weeks, doing this complete package. To me, uh, it's more of a systems approach than it is a linear approach. But some of the cool things you can do, and you may have access to some of these at home, are hyperbaric oxygen therapy and Beamer. These are gonna increase your oxygen to your brain. They're also gonna improve your cardiovascular system, help that to flow well with the blood. Infrared sauna, uh, this is important not only for detox, but what's called easy water. Now, you may have not heard of easy water. This is exclusion zone water. It's really recently been discovered. Uh, obviously, we didn't study it when I was in school 100 years ago. But anyway, uh, it's in the last 10 years, they've discovered this is the fourth stage of water. In fact, there's a whole book on it with all the research. But, this is kind of a combination between a liquid and a solid. So it's almost the consistency of, of uh, honey, um, except it doesn't taste as good probably. But this is what is in our cells. And if we don't have enough of this, we're gonna be dehydrated. We're also not gonna have healthy mitochondrial function. So the cool thing about infrared sauna, it's 1200 nanometers. It actually takes some of the water that's in our body that we ingest, and it converts it to this easy water. If you don't have this easy water, you're going to have a hard time uh, reducing inflammation. But this also improves the detox and viscosity of blood and lymph. One of the things we really try to do is get lymph flow going. And if you, if you have really congested lymph, you're going to have a hard time getting that out. So we have to address this issue in order to be able to have that good flow. Grounding is another one that you may, may or may not have heard of. 
So this helps us, uh, so grounding is basically walking outside on the concrete or grass preferably, preferably with maybe one of our sprays that we have to help prevent ticks, <clears throat> those evil, evil little things. But ideally you're gonna do this about 20 to 40 minutes a day and you're gonna walk barefoot. You can also do it in the safety of your home by a new grounding pad that they have that's got copper wires and stuff in it that'll actually conduct it. You plug it in to the outlet, which just goes to the ground portion of your outlet, and then that's obviously grounded to the earth. By doing this, you can actually increase the blood flow. You can reduce the ions. So we talked about those free radicals. Those are basically a lot of positive ions the body's trying to get rid of, right? And so this grounding almost actually brings it back into balance. And so you, you have to understand is like every time that the lightning strikes around the world, it's grounding the earth, right? And then when we stand on it, we were meant to stand on it, um, it actually brings us back, it kind of buffers us and brings us back to balance. So ideally you're gonna get outside on a beach somewhere, you're gonna be walking on the beach, you're gonna be smelling that salt, seeing that ocean, hearing those waves, very therapeutic. I think everybody should do it maybe once or twice a week <laughs> or something like, maybe a month, a year. And, but this is gonna help with the easy water as well, which is interesting. And it's also gonna help the nerves to function better. So simple, easy. If you get outside, you get the vitamin D, you get the UV light, you get, uh, which also helps with easy water. You get the grounding, you just feel better. And so don't hesitate to do that uh, and take those shoes off. So I, you'll see some of my patients will see me take my shoes off during the day. I've got a pad and I just got a thin pair of socks, but I can conduct all day long. Being on my feet all day long, eight hours a day, it's terrible on my legs. And by the end, I've got swelling in my legs and I've got, you know, I'm fatigued doing this. I don't get either of those, so it really helps. Low level laser is another one that can really help with inflammation, help with mitochondrial function just by doing that. You can also do things, uh, we'll, we'll talk about red light therapy that, that can work as well. But the most important thing here I think that you can address is diet. And you have to really get serious about this if you haven't already. Now, I'm probably preaching to the choir because most of the people in here have eliminated gluten, they've eliminated a lot of these bad things that we eat because they're suffering. But those of you that you know, that you know others that are not, uh, they're having brain fog and they're not suffering as much as you are, this kind of diet is gonna help them. So going on an anti-inflammatory, six to 12 week diet. This is where you're basically eliminating all grains, all sugars, most vegetables, most fruit. Uh, I just finished a carnivore diet, which is basically 90 days where all I ate was meat and eggs. And uh, you know, it, it's a hard diet. I'm not gonna say it's easy. They also call it a candida diet where you're trying to eliminate, I was trying to eliminate some yeast problems, inflammation, brain fog. I was also trying to lose some weight, but uh, it's not something you wanna be on long-term but a six to 12 week program will allow you to get all those things out of your diet. Then you can start reintroducing them back in one at a time, whether it be the lectin, uh, vegetable, or lectin vegetables, some of the nuts or, or some sugars, and you can see what your body does once it's calmed down. And you'll also be able to see the benefit of, of uh, what happens when you get rid of it. But if you can do this and also increase your omega-3s, you're gonna really decrease this inflammation. And this, if you had to do, pick one or two, you could do diet and you could do uh, grounding and you could go far with this. And it doesn't really cost that much. You know, I spend um, probably, I spend about anywhere from 50 to $100 a week 
and I was eating grass-fed uh, meats, the pasture raised, all the expensive stuff, right? And I was able to do that. Now it's kind of hard because you have to spend all that time cooking and washing all that, but uh, it's, it's not that expensive. In fact, I think the more and more people that are doing this, the lower the cost is gonna be, so important. Another thing that can help with leaky gut, we touched on a little bit, those polyphenols, adding those blueberries, those raspberries, um, adding some dark cacoa, 85%, not, not the milk sugar type of stuff. Dark cacoa every once in a while, good coffee. Let me touch on that a little bit. Coffee is important, but unfortunately most coffees have mold, all right? So you need to spend a little bit of more money, um, get some bulletproof coffee. He is, Tested it, tests it to 27 different mycotoxins. It's free of mold. It costs you about $15 a bag, but it's much worth it uh, compared to uh, um, you know, eating or having the other, other type of coffee. But, um, and then doing things to build that butyrate. You can use uh, apple peel powder. You can use HMOs. These will help you to build more of those bacteria that you need and then that will help you to build more butyrate. Now, obviously we have butyrate supplements that you can take as well, but if you have the body building it, then you're gonna have things in the right order and you're gonna start having better digestion. Sleep is important as well. This is something we've got to have. Our body does what's called mitophagy at night. If you are not taking the trash out, if you're not getting rid of the bad uh, mitochondria and not rebuilding this, you're gonna have a problem. If we don't sleep, at least six and a half to seven hours, we're gonna have a problem. So, and I know this is also a problem for people. S several of you have insomnia and uh, it makes it difficult, but you just need to be in the habit of, of going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. And ideally about seven hours is really what you need. Detox, we, we've touched on this as well. Detox is really important for reducing inflammation, getting strategies in place to help you with that, obviously, doing things uh, like the exercise, doing things like uh, the lymph movement and saunas and things like that will help that. And this is a big part of our program here. Red light therapy is another one. If you can't do saunas, you have this device that actually has uh, red lights and infrared lights on there that you could basically stand in front of for about five to 10 minutes. And then you'll, you'll, uh, it'll actually help to recharge your mitochondria. And we've touched on getting outside already. And then lastly, neurophotonic therapy is also important. You have to understand that mitochondria and bacteria communicate through biophotons. These are little packets of information or packages of light that are transmitted back and forth. We do this cool device called neurophotonic therapy where we put these goggles on you and we have you look at different color frequencies. We look for deficiencies, energy blocks, uh, any interruptions in the flow of that light going through your body. We believe your body should be able to process this light, and if it doesn't, there's, there's a problem. And so that's a strategy we'll use to help as well. So wrapping things up here, there's really three main goals that we have here at Biologics. And to me, these are probably the most important thing that I try to get across my patients. But the first thing is we have to decrease the total burden on the body. There's a load on the body, whether it be through traumas, stressors, toxins, bacteria, fungi, all this is weighing the system down, right? And trying to just treat it from a linear approach, like, oh, you just need this, this thing, or you need that thing. It's not gonna solve this problem. You have to unburden the body. The next thing you have to do is improve the overall communication system. We have to have a healthy working nervous system. 
We have to have a healthy endocrine system. Those are communication pathways. And that other one we talked about was light. You have to be able to process light as a source of information and energy. By empowering them uh, and building up the body with resources and energy, we're allowing the body to do what it was designed to do, and that's rest, digest, heal, repair, and detox. It's that simple, but it's complex. And that's why it takes a systems approach. And this is why when you've tried some of these things on your own, you've not had success because you're doing what's called a linear approach. You have this symptom, you go to a professional, they tell you that you have this diagnosis, then you, you're gonna get this treatment protocol, that same one that all of us are gonna get, right? And if that one doesn't work, we'll try another one. Well, that works great for about two things, acute Lyme, acute infection, and maybe breaking your arm. But if you're dealing with this complex problem, a simple solution is gonna take, like that, is not gonna solve it. You're gonna need a systems approach. We have to work on the whole system. And again, I'll just kind of reiterate, our body was designed to do this on its own. It wasn't designed to need us, but we're now in a situation where, where uh, you do need us, and we're hoping to get you through that. Where would you begin if you had something like this going on? Well, you might want to get some testing. You might want to look and see, do I have uh, problems, antibodies that are, are indicating leaky gut? Uh, do I have zonulin problems? Do I have um, occluding problems? You'd probably want to look at glucose and insulin and look at how uh, look at that through blood panels. You can also do urine mycotoxins and heavy metal testing to, to find out if you're dealing with those. There's Felix lab testing that would allow you to look at the bacterias. And then uh, antibiotic testing for environmental toxins. These are all things that would give you some answers. We believe in, in finding, uh, finding answers and then obviously treating and then doing follow-ups uh, to make sure that those are gone. The other thing you can do is you can take one or two of these suggestions and start to implement that. These are, these are all things you can do, and you can see what kind of improvement you get from that. But you know, lastly, I would say just contact us. If you're watching this video online, uh, or if you know a friend, just have them reach out to us. We've got some great staff that will be able to answer questions, uh, and you can see if it's a fit for you guys. So just remember, we have everything you need for that. Lastly, I'll uh, just take some time for questions. I want to thank you for coming out. Question. I have a question about grounding. Yep. You can go out, sit on the uh, on the porch, uh, put your feet right on the concrete, and boom, you're done. Okay. Yeah, it's simple. <laughs> simple. And or uh, <clears throat> if you can't go outside, let's say it's winter. If you go online, there's these pads that, <clears throat> that you can buy for about $60 to $70. You want to look at earthing.com. Uh, um, they have a great pad that's been built. They're the ones that did a lot of the research. There's an earthing movie you could see. But yeah, you could just put that right there uh, and feed. you're watching TV or you're on the computer researching about your condition. <laughs> and you're just putting your feet right there. Okay. So like I said, I... I stand on it. Uh, I'll have my socks on and I'll stand on it all day long and it just gives me that, that benefit. So, other questions? Wow, it's blew you away. That's great. The, uh, the name of the pad, the company, I mean, you said it, but I don't know. Earthing, earthing, yeah. Yeah, that's I all it is. Yeah, I'm just saying, we, you know, you also say, how do you spell it? Oh, um, so if you just look uh, for Clint Ober Earthing or look at Earthing Movie, uh, they'll they'll have a lot of resources there. So, I mean, I can I can tell you a little bit later. I R D I N G. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
No, earthing. E-A-R-T-H-I-N-G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been my Kansas accent. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other questions? Well, thank you again, guys. Have a good day. To access more information and resources from this episode and previous Biologic podcasts, or to learn how Biologic Center for Optimum Health's all-inclusive treatment program helps those with chronic illness, visit our website at biologicscenter.com.